welcome to the Pet Grooming Business Podcast with me, Bill Betts, where we give practical business advice to help you grow your pet grooming business. So without further ado, let's get going. Good evening, everyone. I hope you're all well, and I hope you've had a good week so far. I am joined tonight by Rob Fellows, the international Reiki master and uh, practitioner and trainer. Welcome, Rob. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing had, great. You had a good day, good week? I've had a great week, actually, so far. It's only Wednesday, but doing well. Doing good. Having a good week. Have you got any wins that you'd like to share with us? Any wins? Uh, we, like, well, we like sharing wins, don't we? Yeah, I know, I know you like to share wins. This is, this is not a very big win, actually, but it's one that I've been working on today, and that is that... Um, I, I offer live Reiki training courses, as I'm sure you probably know, Bill. But um, thanks to COVID, it kind of knackered it, pardon my, pardon my, uh, my French there. It kind of knackered a whole load of them um, in 2020. I opened up a little bit in, 20, in the back end of 20 and then, then 21 again. And so it's all been a bit hit and miss. But mm. today I've actually... Um, uh, contacted a venue in I, I live in Bridge North in Shropshire and so my little win today is I've um, sought out this new little venue there's a nice little nice little hall where I can run my courses and I've booked a course booked a course date a live a Sunday a live training day a live Reiki training day um which is Sunday I'm a little plug for it already <laughs> Sunday the 26th of June in Bridge North in Shropshire nice. so that's Reiki level one ideal for anybody who is a dog groomer okay brilliant so we'll, we'll discuss that at the end as well, and we'll make that's my little win for today I think little win as well getting back to normal and absolutely uh, i just grow i feel excited about doing it to be honest because it's been a bit hit and miss you know and it's just yeah. like yeah and i like an audience yeah it's nice to be back you know yeah. out and about last night and uh, networking and it was really nice to be back out and talking to people so now you said that you're an international uh reiki master and we've actually got uh, lynn saying hello from canada so you're actually broadcasting internationally as well so oh fantastic that's lovely 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 so well tell us a little bit about yourself i met you on the, the circuit as we're now sort of referring to it, the grooming shows and uh the circuit you know, we've either followed you for, when we're doing talks or you followed us and uh you know you have a good turnout at your talks people are really interested so how did you get into all this? How did you get into Reiki? And is this your full-time job? Is it? Is this what you do? This is primarily what I do. Um, I I used to work, well, I like working in training. And I've worked in training for a for a um uh, a long time. And I like I like both receiving training. Mm-hmm. Um I I've mentioned to you before that um I'm, I'm, I'm a sort of advocate of lifelong learning. I'm always wanting to learn new stuff. And um, I've got various courses myself that I've that I've uh, I've yet to work on. I'm, I'm I'm always working on some new developments for myself. So I love doing that kind of thing. But I love to train other people as well. You know, I think that um, that's kind of my purpose. I feel is to train other people. That might sound a bit crass, but it's true. So that's what I feel I'm I'm all about. Really, I just love to impart 
um, um, information and knowledge and learning and seeing that person develop in whatever area that might be. So that's great. But I first got involved with, with Reiki um, uh, and first trained in Reiki back in 1999. Right. Um, and at that time, I had a, um, a bit of a lower back problem. I've got a fairly arch back like that and i do say that's why my stomach sticks out <laughs> that's a good excuse I that's that. my excuse for that, for that bill um so somebody had said to me hey rob um why don't you have some reiki on your back and i said at the time well that sounds good but i don't know what it is and i said well come along come along to this this um kind of session that we've got and then so I found myself lying on this therapy bed, mm. fully clothed, I hasten to add. Very good. On this, on this therapy bed with various people playing their, placing their hands. Um, oh, my hands are too light, you can't see. Uh, placing my hands, their, their hands on my body, different parts, holding that position and so on. And it was great. It, was, it felt so warm and comforting. And um, I got off, the, got off the therapy bed and I could feel that, some of that pain had subsided in mm -hmm. my lower back. My mobility had improved. And I thought, you know, this is, this is pretty amazing stuff here. Now, at the time, I had a springer named Joe. And he had arthritis in his paws, and they were kind of swollen, gnarled. Yeah. And he had to flip them to walk. Yeah, and that so You know, so I thought, hmm. And as you know, Bill, um, springers are lively dogs, you know. They want to um, run. They need a lot of exercise, lively, lively dogs, great dogs. Um, so Joe was kind of a bit more like an old man, really, hobbling around. And he, had to, he, had to, he used to drag his, drag his paws and they'd bleed and so on. And I thought, hmm, if that Reiki could help my back, maybe I can help my dog. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not saying for one minute that Reiki will cure arthritis. In fact, I never say Reiki will cure anything because that would right. be pretty irresponsible and probably breaking the law probably and certainly against veterinary practice because i'm not a you know i'm not a qualified vet so i can't go around saying that kind of thing yeah. so i thought mm, if i can help my dog uh, sorry if i can help myself maybe i can help my dog so that was my that was my trigger that prompted me to learn how to do reiki and that's back in 99 and i just I, I left it on that kind of basis and i i did some reiki on my dog and then other people would say hey can you come and do this on my dog and then my my on my cat and and do you work with horses well yeah okay yeah. so it, so that's what kind of happened and i kind of left it on that kind of basis um but then i had the opportunity in uh well actually i i, I then trained to become a reiki master in 2008 so you know quite a while ago but I still just use that for my own personal development and to help, you know, people around me and so on. I know, and it wasn't anything to do with, with business or my earnings or any income or anything. But then in 2011, so we're talking what, like 11 years ago now, I thought, you know, I should be, I should be taking this further and doing more with it. And so I had the opportunity to develop what I'm, what I'm doing into what I am now, which is training primarily training other people so that they can do reiki and you've got a number um, of courses and stuff haven't you so. yeah yeah i have and uh, you know i i i i started you know if, if you if you're wondering why i've got into the dog grooming world and i'm i'm not a dog groomer but actually i feel like i'm one 
you know if you, if you look through my facebook you know m most of the people that i kind of um uh, uh speak with and kind of see on facebook and as you say on the circuit you know it's, it's all groomers so i feel like i'm a groomer Probably. i should be a groomer <laughs> no, I should be a groomer so so for um, for the people that um, may have not come across Reiki before, I've I've come across it through my wife. She's um, learned how to do Reiki, and um, we'll go into attunement and everything a bit later. But what? How do you describe what Reiki is? Is there a definition, or you know, how would you tell someone who's never heard of it what what Reiki is? Okay. Well, my my definition is is something like this: that Reiki is a uh, a natural energy healing therapy. That's kind of summarizing it. What that basically means is that, um, well, if if we if we can accept that everything's made up of energy, you know, there's there's energy all around us. Um, it takes energy for you and I to be talking today. Yep. We're using energy. Lots of energy to make some time. Lots, yeah. Well, exactly. In in fact, in fact, actually, if if we think about energy, um, and and we've got energy running up and down our bodies, mm -hmm. so we've we all we're all made up of energy, and energy is you know everything and all around us, and at times that energy gets depleted, or it doesn't flow very well, and so you know people will say things like, "Oh, I've got no energy today," mm -hmm. you know, um. Or I don't feel quite right today. I don't know why. I feel, I feel a bit out of sync. Feel stodgy. Oh, well, sorry. I feel stodgy. Stodgy. <laughs> I feel stodgy today. I'm gonna can I, can I write that down? Stodgy. stodgy. I feel stodgy today. I like that. <laughs> so my take on that is that one's energy isn't flowing very well. So energy. Uh, so Reiki is an energy uh, healing therapy. So what? What happens is that anybody who can do Reiki, they're attuned, as you, you, you mentioned, to do Reiki, therefore can tap into this universally freely available energy. It's all around us. You know, there's energy all around us. It's there, freely available. So one can kind of tap into it. And then the person who gives the Reiki acts as a conduit for that energy and passes it on to the recipient. And that recipient can be... A human being it can be a dog a cat a horse a gerbil a rabbit in fact anything that's got any life force mm. so reiki actually is made up of um it's a loose translation of um of two japanese words so it's it's it's, it's history is japanese or its founder it was japanese in fact interestingly enough actually reiki is only some some people who've who, who've come across reiki they think it's ancient like it's you know ancient history it's not actually reiki's only a hundred years old this year okay. so it's fairly it's fairly new you know a hundred years is not a lot so it's it's obviously it's a hundred years but it's <laughs> um it's not been around that long not long um and it's, it's a loose translation of ray which is r-e-i is the first word and then ki is the second word making reiki together the rea stands for universal or means universal i.e all around us and then the ki is energy mm. so you put the two together 
universal life energy, or some people call it universal life force energy, because we've got energy to keep us going, keep us alive. Basically. So if you're if you're a conduit or you're transferring that energy, does it if you um, provide a Reiki session on a person or an animal, does it then do you feel it yourself? Do you does it wear you out when you're mm. doing it? Or great question, Bill. That's a great question. No, um, it shouldn't do because it's actually not your energy you're giving. You're basically as a giver, you're tapping in. I mean, it, it all sounds like you're doing it in some sort of controlled manner. It's it just it happens naturally. I swear to you, it happens naturally. But you're tapping into that universal energy and you're passing it on. So it's actually not your energy. So it shouldn't deplete you. Sometimes, you know, I've come across some people who've said, oh, you know, I've, I've been given some Reiki and it's absolutely drained me completely. But it shouldn't do. Because it's not your energy you're giving. Hmm. That said, a person who is a Reiki giver should practice giving Reiki on themselves on a periodic basis. Um, the next question might be, how often do you have to do that? <laughs> so I'll preempt <laughs> that question, Bill. <laughs> and, and there is no set pattern. It's whatever you feel is right for yourself, you know. But if you don't, if you're a Reiki, Reiki giver and you don't, give Reiki to yourself and you're in a bad place yourself, if you're feeling stodgy all the time, yeah. my new word, stodgy, if you're feeling stodgy all the time, then when you give Reiki to a, another dog or a person or, or whatever, or whomever, then you're going to keep most of that yourself because you need it. So you're going, to be up your, you're going to be topping up your energy levels before you pass it on to your, your patient. Do you call them patient or your, the person? Um, Probably client. Client, yeah, the person that you're working with. So yeah, or or animal, you know. So it can be a pet client. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so you described having Reiki down in your back, and you, you felt a warmthness um, come over the, the the areas that you're struggling with. As a Reiki giver, do you feel that in your hands or? Yeah, hands get very hot. Mm -hmm. Do you know what's bizarre? That this, this, you'll you'll think I'm mad. When you, when you probably already think I'm mad, Bill. I don't know. No. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um when i talk about reiki my hands feel like they're pumping right and it's doing it now they're not pumping look you can yeah. see my hands they're not pumping but to me they feel like they are and that's like the energy flow yeah if that makes sense so the general feeling and energy is generally felt as a warmth as a heat isn't it mm -hmm. you know um if, if I were to put my my hand on your shoulder or we shake hands or, you know, God forbid we were holding hands or something, walking around something, you'd feel, you know, okay, okay, on the circuit. You get, yeah. We'd probably feel some warmth going on there because of tactile, tactile um, uh, heat. But it's a different kind of heat. It's a different kind of warmth. Um, so... Generally, generally speaking, the person receiving Reiki will feel uh, a heat and it can be quite an intense heat, like hot water bottle type of heat. And if you hold your hands in that position for a while, it can build up and go, whoa, 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 you know, builds up. And that's the feeling I had when I first had it on my lower back. It's like, wow, 
yeah it's like, it's like a tactile touch you know it's a it's a real kind of good heat going on you know I was thinking about this because there's a lot of questions that hit all the groomer groups about lower back problems, back problems in general, um, carpal tunnel, uh, trigger finger, and all all of these. And there's many things out there to to help and support groomers <clears throat> with all these issues. But I was just thinking, you know, maybe uh, you know, chiropractor, Reiki master, all part of your uh, all part of your diary. <laughs> yeah, you know, absolutely. So people in your little black book of people to contact to help well, you sort yourself out. Yes, precisely. So although although we're talking about um Reiki to assist the dogs that are being groomed, and obviously mm-hmm. we haven't talked about that, but that's that's kind of um I suppose why I'm why I'm here talking to you today is about that. But and and it's a big but. One of the huge benefits for anybody who can uh, who do Reiki themselves, if they're a groomer, is exactly as you've just said. So, for example, if if um, anyone's grooming has had a you know a bad day, and that could be like a stressful day, if you've been dealing with a whole lot of stressful dogs, or probably more the case, stressful owners, clients, yeah, <laughs> yeah clients, um, then when one gets home you can literally sit with your head in your hands i don't mean in despair but in giving yourself some reiki to help relax you and bring you down from that stressful environment um it's a holistic therapy mm-hmm. so um at the same time that you're you know you're placing your hands say here because someone's hurt their elbow let's say then holistically you can be helping that recipient um on a not only a physical level but on an emotional level as well um you know i've I've got a pretty pretty strong belief here that um that both our physical uh part and our emotional part are very much interrelated so if uh and i also have a big firm belief you know i'm i'm qualified in counseling as you know there's there's a chunk more to me than 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 just reiki um and and i uh have a big strong belief that we don't deal with our traumas properly well i'll tell you that (laughs) i can tell you that for sure well you'll probably know that from your from your previous work yes won't you when you've mixed with a whole load of people that got a lot of issues yeah and ended up with issues myself so and you got issues yourself okay so I, I believe that we don't, as a human race, we don't deal with them properly. Mm-hmm. And so we'll pack them down. By traumas, I mean like big stuff in life. I don't mean like you, you know, you miss the bus and I mean stuff like that. I mean like big stuff. And I'm talking about death and um, uh, redundancy, bullying at work, um, um, Loss of loss of loved ones, you know, all this kind of stuff. You know, big bereavement. Thank you. Sorry, I struggled with the word there. So all big stuff like that that um that we pack down mm. and don't deal with. And somewhere along the line, that's got to come out. And it and it, and and my take, and I'm, I'm not a doctor and I'm not a vet, but my take is that can come out in a in a physical manner. And therefore, there's a strong relationship between not dealing with trauma, stroke, stress, stroke, anxiety that manifests itself in a physical way. Yeah, and we know 
health issues. Yeah, stress cause you know stress is bad for your heart, isn't it? And and stuff like that. So. It's bad for so much. It's bad for you know you don't sleep very well. You you then can't make rational decisions. You you end up maybe drinking too much or smoking or um, other kind of um, addictions you might take on board and relationships break down, you know, it's just a whole whole bag of bag of bad stuff, really. Mm. So one of the big things about Reiki, one of the big benefits of Reiki is it's calming nature, relaxing and calming. And it can really help to do that on all sorts of, for all sorts of levels, whether it be, you know, human or animal. Um, as humans, we've got more issues than animals. Let's be blunt about it. You know, we've got to we've got to think about paying the bills and all the other, you know, in Facebook, <laughs> you know, yeah. stuff like that. All my Labrador had to worry about today was whether who's coming near the cardboard box with the food in it. <laughs> exactly. You know, if you think about animals, you know, if, if if they're looked after animals, I mean, a lot of them are abused, and that's the whole whole different horrible horrible ball game. But those who are looked after, you know, if, if their five key principles are met, five key. Um, um, areas are met then they're, they're okay they haven't got that much to stress about but a lot of animals as we know don't like noise um they don't like going to the groomers unfortunately um the owners see it you know they want the dog to be groomed so they look nice but not all dogs like it we know that we know that and they get very anxious about it and so one of the big benefits of reiki is that is to help calm and relax that dog who's going through that stressful time of the groom. I've got a fly buzzing around. Uh, I think it likes you. It must be getting some... It's probably filling the vibe, you <laughs> think. Probably. So, um, one thing we were discussing before we started this call was, uh, obviously, it's holistic therapy. There'll be some people out there that are just like, I don't, don't believe in it. There'll be other people that will be like, oh, maybe. Or there'll be people that are really into it and really believe in it, like, you know, obviously, like yourself. But one thing with animals is, they just don't, like we were saying, they don't have that agenda, do they? They don't have that, oh, well, yeah, it was fine sort of thing, and then walk out going, well, I didn't do anything to me. You just yeah. don't get those lies or that or that agenda from an animal. So when when you're actually practising holistic therapies and things like that on animals, you're getting like the, the truth. Like you're seeing the improvement because the animal can't doesn't know how to cover it up sort of thing. Absolutely. The way that you'll you'll get um, uh, a message well you well you'll get a message from an animal and and again you'll you'll know this and um, everybody who's kind of tuned in and into this who who are grooming uh, a dog will know when the dog's not happy because they'll they'll tell you you know they'll growl at you or they'll you know hopefully not bite you but they'll give you a message from it mm. and the same thing applies with giving reiki with with uh, with a human if i said bill um, you've booked yourself in for a Reiki session. Come and lie in this therapy bed. I want you just to just chill out and relax. And if you want to fall asleep, that's great. Um, just it's your therapy session. I'm not going to be chit chatting to you. You just relax. I'm going to place my hands on you, different parts of your body. Hold that, you know. Hold, and you just you just literally go with the flow and relax. With an animal, with it, with a dog, you know, um, you you have to seek their permission because they're not going to know, I'm going to give you some Reiki. 
I'm going to know what that means, obviously. So they it has to be their prerogative whether they want it or not. You know, if, if you lay on the bed, you'd, you'd oblige me to do the Reiki, that's great. But with a dog, you've got to say, you know, you've got to let them make the choice. So you could activate the Reiki, which is a very simple thing to do once you know what to do and you've been attuned, as you said. Then if the dog has had enough, they'll let you know because they'll fidget around or they'll move about or they'll they'll kind of indicate they want to stop. And I'll, I'll give you I'll give you an example. I was I was giving a, a talk and a demonstration um, for a greyhound charity. It was the um, greyhound trust, in fact. Okay. So I was at one of their centres. So all the people around me were 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 greyhound um, people, and my demo dog had broken both front legs. And it it, it it crashed out on the on the on the racetrack, yeah. smashed itself, broke both front legs, and had a, a like a puncture hole that big. Can you say that that big in his backside where he crashed down on the red gras or whatever it is? Um, so they call him Paulie Dog uh, for obvious obvious reasons, really. So I was talking and giving a demo, and I said that the 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 it has to be the animal's prerogative and their choice whether they want the Reiki or not. And if they've had enough, they'll let you know. And then about a minute later, this dog, who'd been quite happy with me placing my hands and so on and so forth, lifted his head and knocked my hand away. Mm. Like that. Yeah. And I said, there's my message. That's my, that's the indicator. I'm stopping now. And did, so you, stop, it. did you just stop completely? Or I stopped. Well, I stopped because, you know, that was an I think that was I thought that was enough. I mean, you know, that was enough. What I would do though, I would try again. Let, let, let's say somebody had had engaged me to go and see their dog to give a Reiki session. Mm. Although I don't do much of that, to be honest, these days. I spend more and more of my time training other people and that kind of thing. Um, but if somebody hadn't engaged me to do that, then of course they're paying me to do it. And I used to I used to run a mobile, a, a, a more of a mobile service. Mm-hmm. The beauty of being a dog groomer. Is you've got a, like a honey pot. You got people. You got the bears coming to the to, to the honey pot. Mine was yeah. different. As I'm not a groomer, so I had a mobile service, and I'd go out and see people, and I'd try, you know, and I'd start by just sitting there and let the dog calm down, or let the dog come to me, pull my hands out like so, let the dog activate the reiki, let them come and have a sniff, and you know, and see, and it's up to them whether they want to do it or not. And an example I can think of, there was this staffie I went to see. And the uh, when I got there, the owner said, oh, I don't know why. Um, I'm not sure you'll be able to do this because the dog's kind of crazy. And I, and I was thinking, well, why have you asked me to come then if the dog, if you think it's not going to work? That's stupid. Then her husband came in the room. She said, oh, get out of the room. You're making the dog go crazy. And the dog was running around the top of the settee, round and round and round and round the lounge. And I just... But I just plonked myself down in a chair and just waited. And after about it's like 20 minutes or so, after 20 minutes, the dog ran around and jumped on my lap and lay down. Thank you very much. I then started the session. Yeah. So that's, you know, they, animals work in mysterious ways. That's know? it. So what... Um... What do you help animals with? I don't want to say treatments or in, you know, what do you, how do you help animals and what can you help them with? 
The great thing about Reiki is that it all it's suitable for all animals, as, as I've said, not just purely for, for dogs. It can because it helps to to um to calm and relax them, mm-hmm. then that's a great asset to have on board. It can help um also, as I said, it's holistic. So from a physical point of view, let's say you've got a dog um, um who's had an operation. So they've broken a leg. Must be extreme. They've broken a leg. They've been to the vet. I'm not a vet. I wouldn't diagnose it. I certainly, and I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to treat that dog until the vet had seen it. Um, a for a diagnosis, and B if they had broken the leg or or any other bone, you need to have that set firstly, because this this might sound um, a bit extreme, but if you start to give Reiki to a broken bone that hasn't been set, the healing process could start and it might be set in the wrong place yeah okay need, and then need to be broken again to be reset so go and see the vet but when, as soon as that's been done you can then s- start to work on the healing and that could be any 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 kind of ailment i mean as, as again as we know dogs can suffer from any number of ailments that us humans can suffer from yeah, yeah. You know, whether, it, whether it be physical or, or emotional you know so it will, it will literally treat all of those or it will help with all of those. Uh, yes, issues. help. Yeah. I never say can cure. You, you once not allowed to say that. There are, unfortunately, some people out there who might practice Reiki who might say, who might say that kind of thing. Dangerous ground to be on. Because mm-hmm. if, you're not a, if, you're not, if you're not veterinary qualified, and even a vet nurse can't diagnose, you know, it's the same way a nurse can't diagnose, only... Only a, only a doctor or a vet. So I never say that. I never say it can cure. But I do know from a work that I've done and feedback from others how beneficial it can it can be. You know, there's there's loads of groomers who've who've um, harnessed this and brought Reiki into them into their lives. And once once I've done the attunement process, I I call it the gift of healing, mm-hmm. which lasts forever. So once I've had that attunement from me, which can either be done um, uh, physically in a, on a live training or remotely, because I can remote people, um, I, can, sorry, I can attune people remotely. So um, the, the, the lady who's tuned in from Canada, that's not a problem. That's not an issue. Distance is no issue. Um, so that attunement can carry out um, I can I can complete that achievement anywhere in, in the world, and I've done that. Uh, and then that person that releases their ability to do Reiki. So how let's um, so we'll go on to that in a bit, like the training side of things. But how how let's bring it into the the grooming salon um, with a pet groomer. How do they um, use it? Do they how do your clients um, utilize Reiki? Do they use it every day or do they wait for a pet with a, an issue that they need to use it on? Do they have clinics? How do they bring Reiki into their business? All of those, Bill. All of those. All of them. <laughs> well, you, you, you can actually, you can actually, um, there, are a, there are a fair number who will incorporate it with what they're doing on a day-to-day basis. Because not only will it help those more anxious dogs, but it'll also help them. So if they're feeling stressed, in fact, just just building on that on that point for a, for a second, if you're having a bad day, 
and you're grooming a dog, the dog's going to know that, aren't they? Yeah, the dog's going to sense that from you. Yeah. You know, that travelling down the lead scenario. But that's that's what's going to happen. So they're, they're going to know that that you're in a in a in a stressy day so part of building part of building a um a more um, um uh, comfortable surrounding in in the salon i in, again my belief not, not everybody will do this is to play some calming music have um something um something some nice diffuser um so you're creating that calm atmosphere and those people who have um, taken Reiki on board themselves, they're a changed, often a changed person themselves. So they'll be calmer. They'll be more, okay, let's just, let's just work through this. Let's just do this. And that's going to rub off on the dogs again. So if, if they're like that and the dogs are like that, it makes the grooming kind of an easier process. So that's incorporating it just with what you're doing to make your job easier and it more and more pleasant for the dogs that you groom. Then if you wanted to, um, there's absolutely no reason why a groomer can't say, hey, I want to make this a separate service and I want to charge for it. Mm -hmm. So that could either be I'm offering a Reiki clinic and it's 25 quid or 30 quid. Or whatever it might be if you've got that market you know if you've got that market within your within your area so it can it can actually become an additional separate income source to your salon yeah. or a third way and that's why i say it covers all these things or um or the third way that i think is is a really good thing to do or a good thing to to, to consider is say you've got your normal groom price but you might say hey or you can take on board this pamper package which includes xyz and some reiki and then you're charging another 10 quid 20 quid whatever whatever is 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 appropriate for your for your business yeah i suppose you you're you can say we'll practice some reiki with your pet obviously you can't say we'll do half an hour because it's it's pet led isn't it so you can't realistically say we're going to do 20 minutes or half an hour, but we're going to practice some Reiki on your pet whilst we're, whilst we're grooming. Whilst we're grooming them. And, and I know that an awful lot of groomers are known for being the ones that are, that attract the more difficult dogs. <laughs> I say this a lot, but a lot of my, of my students say, yeah, I'm known to be the person who gets all the difficult dogs. And I, and I say to them, and I bet you say the same, I'm sure you do. I hope you're charging more for that. Yeah. So if you can then incorporate Reiki as well, which is going to help to calm those more difficult dogs. Um, so I've got some 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 um, students who who also said, hey, actually, I'm finding that the owners are saying, if you can do that with my dog, can you do that with me as well? And I say, well, look, if you want to do that, there's no reason why you can't expand what you're doing if you've got the time and the and the and the space and offer reiki to humans too and charge them for that yeah and you know let's look at the outcomes it's it's better outcomes for your for your clients it's, you know the dog goes out or the pet goes out happier 
which then means that the client is a happier person, which then means they refer you to more people, which then means you get more um, people coming into your business. You know, absolutely. So it's a big win-win-win scenario, it's, isn't it? Yeah, I I can't see a, uh, any any downside in this, frankly, because anybody doing this, and it's a shame they don't teach it at school because it's 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 well, it's a healing it's a healing opportunity, <laughs> the gift of healing, as I've said. You know, and you've got it forever. So once once you've had the attunement, let's say that somebody was attuned uh, today mm-hmm. and they did nothing with it, and then in 10 years' time they think, oh, I think I might start doing this Reiki that I learned 10 years ago. I better go back on a course. No, you don't need to do that. You've had that attunement. The ability is there. Like most things in life, the more you practice, the better you become at it. That's that's a given in, in anything that you do. But you've still got the ability. You just need you just need to practice. And that could be on yourself or on your partner or your dog or you know, your own dog or cat or horse, or bring it into your business. And if that makes your job easier, and if you've got, you know, shoulder issues or you've um, you've got repetitive strain from all that scissor work then if you can give yourself a bit of reiki too if you remember i started to with reiki to help my dog who was arthritic you know and my back problem if, if my back flares up i actually walk around with my hand just tuck down my down the belt of my and walk around giving myself some reiki so um when you do qualify or become attuned do you do you join a um association are there strict guidelines around what you can and can't do or you know what's the teaching like you haven't got to join any association um i'm a member of two um it's the reiki healing association and the institutes uh sorry the international guild of complementary therapists so all my trainings are, are accredited by them so from my point of view, I feel it's important that I'm that I'm a linked, you know, um, but you haven't got to be. So there aren't any um, strict rules in, in that respect. But I think that any training you have should be with somebody who's following the proper, you know, the, the proper, the proper rules, because you don't want to be ended up with just with somebody who's, well, you know, so you want someone who's affiliated and accredited and and uh you know check and out genuine them. really yeah so i was thinking you know there's a lot of things that we do in our grooming salons where we have to get the client to to sign a disclaimer or look at a policy or, or something like that is that something that groomers do with reiki do you um advise or guide like how we introduce this to clients and explain how we're going to be treating their pets well, you see that within Reiki, there are a number of different levels. There's Reiki level one, mm-hmm. which um, gives someone the ability to do hands-on Reiki. Then the, the next level is obviously level two. That's pretty obvious. It goes from one to two. And, and that's known as the practitioner level. So there's an expectation within, within the Reiki world that if you're going to be charging people, to um, deliver Reiki sessions, whether that be to people or animals or whatever it might be, that you're at Reiki level two practitioner level. 
So in that kind of level of, of on, on the basis that people who are doing level one shouldn't be, I tend not to train on train on on um, form filling, etc. But on level two, because that's when you can start to um, to offer um, Reiki for a fee, then I do do that. So I've got uh, within my training, um, but any 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 and all dog groomers will have forms. I'm sure I'd oh. like to think. I'd like to think they have everyone where you where you've got record of the of the animal and when you've groomed them and any issues you found and so on. So you just add you just add in a bit about the Reiki to that. You wouldn't need to be developing anything new and onerous on the back of that. I never diagnose. Yeah. I would never diagnose. Um, it scares me when I hear that people do. And I know that all groomers are it's drummed into them. You don't diagnose if you, in fact, actually groomers get far more close and personal to an owner's dog, don't they? Than than most yeah. owners do. Owners yeah. will cuddle them and ooh, let me, but they're not getting, not, you know, they're not, not inspecting their backside and stuff, are they? You know, and, and there's plenty of stories out there where groomers save pets' lives because they're, you know, they get up at close and personal, don't they? Absolutely. Gosh, there's a lump. Oh, really? There's a lump. They've gone see your vet. Now, I know, I know that groomers are, are are trained not to say, "Hey, that lump's cancer." Hey, that lump is a problem. Hey, that that lump in, it, you know, you just don't go there. You, you're rather silly if you do, because you're 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 lining yourself up for a problem. So, ditto with with Reiki, mm-hmm. um. Because it's a, it's that feeling of heat. Sometimes in different parts of the body, whether it be a dog or or a human, your hands as a giver can feel that much hotter. Or the recipient, obviously a dog can't tell you this, but a human might say, "Whoa, that feels really hot there." Does that mean I've got a problem? Mm. You know. Mm. And if you're not careful, you can be sucked into be saying, "Oh yeah, probably." Well, how do you know? You're not a doctor, or you're not a vet. That's just silly silly behavior so you just you know it could be you could be hot there because you could you hot there you know it's as simple as that but what i would what i would say is that for a groomer i would incorporate a couple of questions within your um your client form about the dog saying that you're going to give the dog some reiki you might want to explain what reiki is um would groomers get their clients to sign the form did it would would clients sign the form not sure if i'm giving reiki to a person um then i get them to sign a form so the the kind of questions i'll ask is you know who are you what's your doctor's name what's your next of kin have you got any problems that you know of you want any medication um why have you asked for this session today that kind of thing but generally speaking you can just give reiki without without making it too formal right i think if you're going to start charging for it and say this is a this is a, a separate fee for a reiki session then you've got to be a little bit more careful because you're making it a contractual arrangement yeah, and i think you know i think it's things like pointing out to people that you're not diagnosing anything you're not um you're not uh things like that that people need to really understand what reiki is and then yeah know what the process is yeah people like to cover themselves with these forms but 
Well, I think one needs to because, you know, you don't want to end up in trouble, do you, really? And I, I drum this home, you know, if, um, if, if anyone's um, watching in who's who's done my training, I, I can't see who's watching or... No, it doesn't really show. I can't tell. Um, so um, then they'll know that I ram home this message about not diagnosing. Yeah. Ram it home because it's so important. So you got level two for anyone who wants to practice Reiki and then um, charge a fee for it. And then you've got three more levels. What do they? And then the third level is Reiki master. Oh, I see. So it's three levels. Yeah, three levels. So Reiki level one, sometimes called first degree Reiki. Then there's Reiki level two um, or second degree, which is known as the practitioner level. And then Reiki master. Well, it's Reiki master stroke Reiki master teacher, because actually I'm a teacher. Yeah. Yeah. So they're, they're the three levels and that's like the Reiki journey that one, that one can, uh, that one can go on. Um, not everybody wants to become a master. Um, most people um, that I train in from the, certainly in the groom world will do level one and level two because it kind of makes sense. And I kind of incentivize people to do that because I think it's important that they do. So I kind of make that something that's, um, an appropriate thing for them to do, really. Because then the I know that they can go off and, you know, enhance their skills and start to charge for it if they want to. And what's the difference up to level three? Is there, what's the jump? The jump, what, in terms of effort? Or like, how do you upgrade from level two to level three? And what are the You benefits? just say, I want to go on a, on a Reiki master training. And I offer and that benefits? as well, you know. <laughs> so it's not... Um, it's not it's not prohibitive for someone to do it. In fact, none of it is is I don't think cost prohibitive for anyone to do or or emotionally prohibitive, if that kind of makes sense. Um, there are because we're talking about a holistic therapy. Um, I never call it alternative. I only ever call it complementary, you know. Alternative means instead of. Well, I never would never say you don't want to go to the vet, you know, or the doctor. So it complements whatever you whatever's been diagnosed for you. Um, but sometimes it can attract less than what I would call, you know, normal people. <laughs> whatever whatever normal is. Yeah. Is know, whatever normal is. I don't think so. <laughs> you know, so you know, I, I think that if you think about when when you were a child and you, if you fell over and banged your knee, what would your parents do? Uh, you. I always, I always think about this, the kids at school, they always get a wet um, paper towel. The wet paper towel at schools cure everything. <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's like the magic water on a football pitch, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. The spray. The magic spray. The magic spray. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I think generally a parent would kind of rub it, rub it better. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah that's an automatic... You know, I think about with my kids, that is almost uh, an automatic response, isn't it? Oh, rub it, just rub it better, you'll be fine. Yeah, rub it better or give them a hug or something. So by nature, I think we're tactile as, as humans. So um, so therefore, if... So, so, so Rake is like a tactile thing because primarily it's hands-on. So you, you want to put your hands on to try and help. So it's a similar kind of... It's a similar kind of scenario really mm. um about being 
so that's a natural instinct but so therefore it's a normal thing to do so i i, I want to normalize this this is this is part of my part of my mission is to normalize what some people can make a bit weird and they think you've got to be weird to do it well you haven't it's a normal natural thing to want to do so it's like every, everything isn't it it's like don't knock it until you try it kind of thing and until you delved into it and done some courses and either been had it done to you or or, or do it yourself you don't really know what you can't really pass opinions can you i suppose i like it when i've got somebody who's skeptical actually if somebody came up to me um at say a grooming show and they said huh i don't believe in this prove it to me well i wouldn't do that right actually because they've just been confrontational and i wouldn't i wouldn't yeah probably probably wouldn't if they were if they were that way inclined if they said oh i'm not sure can you then that's different because they're they're coming with an open mind. Um, but I like it when I've got somebody who's been on a training with me and, and they've said, oh, my other half, you know, um, is sceptical. Lots, lots of men can be sceptical about this. I think that men are, are made up from a more of a, it's probably, I'm being very generalistic here, but from more kind of a science, well, where's the proof kind of, prove it, well, where's the proof angle? Um, not all, but you know, um, a fair number. A fair number can be like that. So I like it when somebody says, "Oh, um, yeah, you know, um, my husband said, off oh, you go on this course, go and do what you need to do. Go on, it's fine." Um, so therefore, they've got some, you know, they're skeptical. But then that very same person will go on the training and they'll go home and they'll and they'll they'll feed back to me to say, oh yeah, my husband said, oh, I've got a headache. Can you give me that? Can you put your hands on me? Give me that, give me that rake to help my headache. And I love that because as you've just been highlighting, it's like people having some proof. Mm-hmm. And the best proof is to experience it yourself. The best proof is not me saying how great it is. The best proof for groomers are other groomers who've been on the training and they've and they've taken that into their salon or the best proof is someone who's gone home and they've helped their their uh, partner or their mum or their granny or whatever it might be that to me is the better proof than me talking about it yeah. So going on from there, we, we were going to discuss some success stories. Have I, I've given you a bit of time to uh, to come up with some of the best ones. And you said, you know, the success stories that is from your from your students, from your clients, and what they yeah. think about you um, following doing your courses and then taking it into their businesses. Can you? I'll put you on the spot. So you have, you have, <laughs> you have. Well, let me let me just. Um... I'm going to read you a couple off my website because I, I haven't got the... Yeah, I told you I, I should have written them down, but I haven't. So here's this is off my website. This is Sarah. And she sent a photograph. I'm looking this way. I've got two screens. Yeah. So um, this is Sarah. Um, and there's a photograph on my website of her. And it says, I had a Labradoodle in today who absolutely hates the dryer. I mean, you know, the dryer is one of the big no-nos, isn't it, really? Who hates the dryer. Bucking Bronco and bites. And we can never get his head dry. Usually needs two people. But today, dot, 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 dot. And there's a picture of this dog lying on the lying on the on the wow. grooming table with the um with the blaster going. 
Um, I don't know. Uh, Lily having a Reiki session. She's been out of sorts lately, looking totally relaxed. And this is a lady groomer. The dog's just like zonked <laughs> to sleep. I like it also when I'm doing like a, uh, a live talk and a demo and I've got a dog on the, on the table and then the dog falls asleep while I'm talking. And then everyone gets distracted and starts laughing because the dog's gone to sleep. But it's that kind of relaxing, relaxing kind of thing. Um, it's a pain when you try to do the underneath. Sorry, say again. It's a pain when you try to do the underneath of the dog. Yes, indeed. But they'll they'll roll over though. <laughs> they 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 will fidget about as they do on the grooming when they when they're being groomed. They will fidget about. Um, uh, let me give you another one here. Another one. I, on a, the, this is somebody doing their attunements. When, when they do their attunement, that's. So that's the process that triggers someone's ability to do Reiki. And I can either do that face-to-face on a live training um, or I can do it remotely, like I've said, no matter where, where anybody in the world is. But because it's a, it's a special occasion, I don't just do it. I actually arrange a kind of appointment with that person so that if they wish to, they can just be chilling out. They can just be sit down or lying down or go and sit in a field or whatever they want to do. So they can just absorb what I'm doing. And I just say, take half an hour out, take 30 minutes out for your attunement. It's a special time for you. And then I ask them what the feedback, what they've experienced. And it's amazing. I mean, truly amazing. Um, if I, on, on a live course, I'll, 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 say to everybody well that's you know that's that's your first there are four attunements on reiki level one that can that i conduct simultaneously so on a Mm -hmm. so on the so with each on a live course with each attunement i'll say right okay you can you can open your eyes and do you want to feed back to the group what you experience you haven't got to but mostly people will have some experience from it but the beauty is those people who are remote you know, I'm, I'm at home, they're at their home, wherever that might be, and they experience great feelings of relaxation or they see colours or they, they feel their hands start to tingle or pump or whatever it might be, mm. and they're nowhere near me. They're in, say, Canada, like the lady yeah. who's been on the call. Hey. So you've got a uh, so a groomer's been sitting here tonight, or the one on the podcast or YouTube, and they've listened to everything that you've said tonight, and they said, "Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a go. I want to get this into my into my life, into my business. I'm gonna contact Rob." So, what's the process to becoming a, a Reiki level one and Reiki level two? How does it how does it all work? Well, two choices: either a live training mm-hmm. or a home learning. They both work in the same way, except obviously on a home learning, you can be anywhere. You haven't got to travel anywhere. You haven't got to give up a day. On a live training, it's a one-day a one day course for level one, so training and qualification day. Mm-hmm. Um, so if anyone's interested in that, I've uh, I've started to come out come out to play now a little bit now that we're out of, we're out of lockdown. So I've I've mentioned uh, I think at the start of the call that I've got um, I've booked a thing um, a course today sunday 22nd of june 
uh, in Bridge North in Shropshire, which is where I live. Okay. And the price of that is £150. Uh, maximum will be 10 people on the on the training so i don't it's not we're not talking big groups here yeah. um and if you're interested in that you can email me rob at robfellowsreiki.com and we'll go from there home learning you can just it's it's all kind of automated so you just need to go to my website which is robfellowsreiki.com um Choose the page which is for uh, dog groomers. It's pretty obvious where you'll be able to find that. Um, and then you just enroll. You, you have a couple of options. You can either do my basic learning or you can do my video package. So you're getting all the training. You get a manual. You get access to me via email. And you get, um, it's about um, seven hours of video um, guidance too. And you get two certificates. You get, like so, you get a Reiki Level 1 qualification certificate and you get another one which says that you've been shown how to use Reiki in a grooming salon. So they're two good things to put up on the wall and on your Facebook and for promoting yourself. And I take it you get you book in your attunement. Is it attunement? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Once, once you've so, the video. So you... Um, once you've enrolled, you get sent to an appropriate page that then um, tells you about booking your attunement. That sends you then to my online um, calendar, Calendly I use. Um, do, you, do you use Calendly? I don't know if you use that yourself, Bill, but Calendly. And then you can choose then when you want your attunement. I ask you to send me your um, uh, head and shoulders photograph of yourself. So I need that for the attunement and some other bits and bobs. And then you're all booked in for your attunements. So you've got then, two options. So you can go and find find yourself on a live uh, live venue, and hopefully you'll be doing a few more throughout the year. Do you think? Yeah. Or um, or book online and um, go through the process at your own speed. Is there a, a time limit? Do they need to complete it in a certain no time? No, not not at all. Once I've once I've done the attunement. That gives that that triggers that person's natural ability to do the Reiki, so they're able then to then practice. They also is and everybody receives a, a, a manual. This is it. So on a on a live training, you'll you'll get a you'll get you'll literally be given this. Yeah. On a on a home learning, it's a PDF. Um. So you've got. Um, and if and if that person chooses the video option of my of my home learning training, they've they obviously got the manual and the videos. So the the manual becomes like your bible, really printed off. Yeah. And then you know it's it's full of photographs showing you how to do. That's breaking on a person, obviously. You can see that. Um, and then further into we talk about dogs. Reiki on a dog. There's a load of pages I'm showing you where to place your hands for optimum healing effects. And then we move on to in the salon. Yeah. How to how you can incorporate Reiki in the salon. You know, and I've got this kind of um, this idea in mind whereby you can give Reiki to every dog that comes through the door. And when you've done Reiki level two, you 
it powers up your Reiki, your Reiki strength and your Reiki ability by doing Reiki level two. And you then learn how to use some of what are called the Reiki symbols within your work. And then so you can actually, and I, I teach you how you can clear the energy in the room. So if you've got a dog that's come in and that it's, it's bringing in some bad vibes from the owner, yeah. then you can, you can clear the energy in the room very simple technique but that's that's level two stuff so you can clear the room so you're setting the scene every time a new dog comes in you're setting the scene for the optimum um comfort of you as the groomer and the dog that you're grooming so does it is, can anyone do the courses can anyone uh, be trained in reiki have you yeah, found anyone yeah. that's it's not worked i've i am I've only had one person who actually attended a live training who wasn't a groomer. Um, and this, this person came along um, with her friend who was a groomer. And she said, oh, I, th I think my friend will benefit from this. So that's why I booked her on the course. I had not met her before. I knew, I knew the groomer, but not the other lady. So she came on the course and I thought, this isn't going to be ideal for you. Because her persona wasn't right. So you got all that, that red, those sort of red flags on her straight away. Kind yeah, of. I just thought, oh, you know, she had too many issues, frankly. Too many issues in her, in her life. Um, and so I just thought, I reckon you're going to be saying this doesn't work for you. And as sure as eggs are eggs, maybe I bought it on. Maybe I bought it on by saying <laughs> what I've just said. But I just knew she was going to say, oh, it doesn't work for me. But I can't think of anybody else, and that was that was years and years ago. I can't think of anybody else who um, who particularly has has felt that. No, it's not going to make every dog suddenly become docile. That's yeah. that's you know that's just silly. But in the same way, with traditional medicine, you don't you know you don't go to a doctor and the doctor's going to make you better. You know, yeah. you know, like, for, 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 for example, I I lost my mum in um, in March. Uh, beginning of March um, and you know she was 90 going on 91 bless her and she was in hospital for for um, breathing difficulties and then she had a heart attack now the doctors didn't make her better because she passed away you know so there you go although I gave her Reiki as she was passing over the human version of the rainbow bridge that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go on to the questions. We've got a few coming. Um, I think we, we've probably um, cleared most of them up, but uh, Lucinda's just asked, um, do you always treat the animals in their home? So um, you can treat them outside the home, can't you? In the salon, in the in the dog racing track, by the sounds of it. And, uh, oh, in the dog racing track. I, I used to have a little clinic at, um, at my vet's. Uh, in the town I live so they were open to it which was nice mm. um so no you can you can you can you can treat a dog um in your own home in their home you know you can do it in your in your salon you could set up a little clinic wherever you might want to do or as I've just said I, I had a clinic in my in my vets so anywhere yeah. and it, it hasn't got to be formal either you haven't got to formalize it by saying right this is going to be a reiki session you can just incorporate it 
So if you're grooming a dog and suddenly you, you know, and you, you, and you can do this, obviously, and you thought, oh, gosh, the dog's getting a bit anxious, you just place your hand and activate the Reiki. Let, let me show you. I've got, a, I've got a toy dog here. So let's say you, oh, you can't see really well. The model. The camera's located. It's a model dog. It, it stands nice and still. It stands nice and still, unlike the normal dog you're grooming. <laughs> so let's say um, I've got to hold him up there because my camera's obviously not going to, you're not going to see. Let's put the camera down a little bit, maybe. So let's say you were grooming, you know, you were clipping, say, mm-hmm. uh, and the, and you're and you're supporting the dog anyway, even if it's got the got the noose on or not, you're supporting the dog. Then well, you can't see very well, can you? It's not really good. This. Then, if if you wanted to just help to, to additionally support the dog, you put, just place a hand like so. But you so this hand's doing the grooming. Yeah. This hand is supporting the dog, but at the same time, you're activating the reiki. And the same, I suppose, if you actually greet a dog in the park, was out walking and. I do. I'm known to do that kind of thing. Yeah. And these and cats and so on. And what's what's kind of what I find really interesting is how once you can do this, this kind of thing radiates from you. You can't see it, but it kind of radiates from you. And so I've I've had many a situation where I've been with somebody who's got a dog who is say is 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 arthritic, and they'll say things like, "Oh, that's interesting. My dog doesn't normally." like to be by people in case he gets trodden on normally goes in his basket but he's lying mm. by you why is that yeah you know you yeah go. i wouldn't say that about a cat cats always sit on people that don't like them yeah they're the opposite <laughs> well cats are a different, different <laughs> petal of fish as we know <laughs> they always go to my dad he doesn't like cats oh really oh on purpose yeah <laughs> Um, of course, I mean, horses, um, horses love Reiki too. So if anybody who's tuned in has got horses, then although we're, we're primarily talking about dogs on, on, you know, mm-hmm. on the call, then horses love Reiki as well. And they're very intuitive animals and they just, they're just going to melt into it. You know, you have to watch because if you're not careful. They'll just lie down and squash you. Yeah. Yeah. It's not good. <laughs> no, that's, that's not, that's not very healthy. So they are they are prone to do that kind of thing, really. So you see the their bottom lips sort of go out and start to wobble, doesn't it? Yeah, wobbles exactly. Or they or they fidget about. In fact, they 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 do they they move about not because they're uncomfortable, because they're actually the opposite. They're actually comfortable. Mm-hmm. Or they'll they'll cock their you know back leg up like yeah. so, and you think, oh, okay, they're chill, they're enjoying it. Cool. Um, Pam Metcalf says hello and sort of explaining how um, passionate she is, deeply passionate about it. Um, Lynn's asked, can you do it wrong? You can do no harm with it. Okay. Um, so no, in that respect, you can't do it wrong. The, let's say you are carrying out some other modality where there's some invasion or let's say you're massaging, say canine massage. Mm-hmm. Um, potentially, you could do that wrong, I guess, because if you if you should be massaging there, but you're doing it there, you might you might Hit the muscle or something. Like you that. might you might potentially do more harm than, than 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 benefit. That said, anybody who does do canine massage um, or T touch, 
or anything of that of any other kind of modality reiki will work alongside it'll work simultaneously with it it's not like one or the other mm-hmm. you can do both at the same time so if you were doing some sort of massage and you can do reiki the reiki would kick in so you'd be doing or you might go oh I'll stop that i'll do a bit of reiki now oh i'll, I'll carry on i'll do a bit of reiki i'm sorry you can't see the dog sorry I could go, dog. <laughs> you can't see it so you see you could be going you know i'll do some tea touch oh, i'll do some reiki oh, i'll do both i'll incorporate it yeah I'll, be, I'll do a bit more grooming now you know and so it hasn't it hasn't got to slow down your groom. You haven't got to think, oh, I haven't got time for doing this, malarkey. I've got to get on with the groom. I've got the next one coming in at three o'clock. My view is, and, other, and others who've, who've, who've done the training will say, actually, it can, it can reduce the time you spend on the groom. Well, yeah. The because you're not spending a lot of time battling with the dog. Yeah, Definitely. You're not fighting um, the dog for all that time you're there. You know, if you, I, I remember seeing a post on Facebook um, which said, how long, how long does it take you, for you to do a groom? You know, are we talking two hours, two and a half hours? And out of that time, how long is spent battling with the dog? Yeah, that's it. I thought, yeah, good point. Yeah. So if you can make them happier and less rest, more restful, might be easier, won't it? Yeah. Uh, Isabel's Isabel's a cat groomer. She's she does cats. Hello, cat. Isabel. That's, We've been uh, in touch today. Sorry. We've been in touch today. Oh, Isabel. excellent. Hello. I was going to say, get in touch with get in touch with Rob um, to sort out your your Reiki course for her elderly cat, and also for the cats that she will be doing grooming as well. So, mm. um, Laura Cooks watching and says hello, and um, Laura, hello, Laura says. I do a lot of difficult dogs and a lot of local groomers refer to me and I find Reiki definitely helps them. So another sort of you know, positive. Great. Pam's looking to introduce it to her pamper packages. So again, mm-hmm. get in touch with Rob and we'll put all of Rob's details in the comments, um, in the comments of, of the of the post so we can get in touch with you. Um, Alison says, I'm currently doing courses in level one and level two. I'd like to train an animal Reiki when... I can and incorporate into my grooming. So I'm assuming that Alison's doing human one and two, maybe. Is there a conversion or is it just a case of learning the best places to place your hands on a on a on an animal or a pet? Well, I I do get contacted by um people such as Alison um who've who've done sort of human only, and I put together a manual which is aimed at um, people just like Alison, whereby it just talks about animals only and talks about animal chakras. Uh, and Alison will know about chakras from her, from her training, I'm sure. Um, so um, animal chakras is slightly different. Um, and, I, um, and this manual covers um, working with dogs, cats, horses, and small furry animals. So I've got a training for that, which you can also access from uh, robfellowsreiki.com excellent and if you are um attuned to humans or you're attuned to reiki is it the same are you is is that it do you have to be attuned to animals or no just reiki turning the reiki on as it were it's turning the reiki on exactly and then just using it on a on a different or a different purpose i.e on an animal rather than on a human 
So it's it's pretty much the same, but there's some slight variables. But it's it's pretty much the pretty much the same. So on my live Reiki training course, for example, let me just let me um, let me sort of go go through what happens on that, if I may, because that just gives a flavour. It's not all about animals. In order to get a Reiki qualification, Reiki level one qualification, it's primarily the well. There's certain uh, key components that I'm obliged to uh, to train in, i.e. the sort of curriculum, I guess. So we're talking about the ability to do hands-on Reiki on a person and how to do self-Reiki. As I mentioned earlier on the on the call, you need you, you know, you should be giving Reiki to yourself to improve your own status, your own stature. Yeah. Um, so that's primarily the generic part of a Reiki level level one qualification. And then what I've done, I've taken that, that, that training in order to give that person a qualification. And then I've added to that from my own experience and my own learnings, modules, depending on your animal interest. I see, yeah. And so I, I, I think I started ages ago, but I didn't finish saying how I've got in the groom world, I think. And that's because when I started offering live Reiki training courses, there were for people who were dog owners. But I found that out of say six people on a course at least two if not three were groomers so there's obviously obviously a, yeah, a, want. a demand and a, and, a, and, a, and a want and a need for it so then you know then i i now find myself as if i'm a groomer <laughs> on the circuit on the circuit <laughs> uh we've got quite a few questions to get through still some good ones as well um I think we just covered that one. Do you have to be trained differently for dogs and cat, uh, dogs and humans? Reiki is Reiki, but it's learning the the different yeah. places to place your hands and how to yeah, deal with animals. and a different approach to them and so on. But as you say, Reiki is Reiki. Yeah, that's, that's a good good point, Bill. Yeah, um, Shona uh, is Tellington Tea Touch similar or Reiki to Reiki, or is it something completely different? I haven't done a uh, talk about Tellington Tea Touch yet, but it is different. Um, tea Touch is, I mean, I, I don't practice Tea Touch, but my understanding is it's kind of little movements like I'm doing on my arm here, that kind of thing. Sort of little pin kind of pinches, sort of. Kind of, I think. I mean, I might be, you know, I might be wrong. As I said, I don't practice it. But um, Reiki is basically placing your hands. That's why you can't get it wrong. Because it doesn't matter if you've got your hand there or there or there or there or there. You're not going to get it wrong. Hands on the body. Hands on the body. Yeah, or you can hover them, actually. Can you see that very? Yeah, just just above. Yeah, so I'm hovering there. That's That still works. That transfer of energy. I can still feel that on my arm. Mm. That transfer of energy from my hand to my arm. I still feel it. Cool. So um, you haven't actually got to touch. And some people choose not to touch. They'd rather just hover their hands like so. I prefer to touch because it hurts otherwise, to be honest. You can't you can't hold your hand like that for three minutes. It hurts. Depends whether the dog's being in the bath or not. True. That's very <laughs> true. Yes, that's true. You might prefer not to touch. <laughs> so why smelly Labradors? Um, uh, Jill's asked, is there a general price range that you would charge for dogs per session and how often is recommended? That's a good one. How often do, well, do you do it every time? But there's two questions in there. Yeah. If you're going to charge separately for a separate session, well, I used to do a mobile service and my charge was 50 quid. 
to do a session, but I've got to travel there and and travel back. And it's it was I found it difficult actually, I have to say, because and so I've I don't do it anymore. Uh, difficult in as much as that because I wasn't necessarily going from one to another because as I've said I wasn't a honeypot with people coming to me I'd find I was there too long they'd want to talk to me about the dog firstly and then I'd do the session then they want to talk about the session and I'd be like well I've been here ages for my 50 quid it's no good so my suggestion would be that if you're going to if you're going to do um, and I also had to make it sort of justifiable. So I'd say the session would be 45 minutes to an hour for the session, so long as the dog would, would allow that. It's mm-hmm. their choice. Um, but within a salon, um, if you're going to offer a separate session, which might be probably in 20-minute chunks, maybe half an hour chunks, I'd be looking, I'd, I'd be charging 30 quid. I can pound a minute. That's okay. what I'd be doing. And would you recommend that they come every... So often, like weeks, it's, it's a difficult, difficult it's, one, isn't it? It's, it's a difficult one to answer, Bill, because you might say, oh, well, if they've got a problem, they should be coming more often, you know, and, it, and it, then you start going into a diagnosis situation if you're not, yeah, you're not careful. So what I what I would probably say to that, so that if, if you had a client who wanted to do that on a regular basis, I'd say um, if they were particularly concerned about dogs and they've seen the vets, and I keep parking back on about that but it's very very important they've seen the vet and they know there's nothing that's necessarily totally wrong that needs that needs pills and stuff then you, you might say well come in once a week for a few sessions you know it's, it's not like a one hit cure wonder you know so you certainly wouldn't say come in for one session that'll do your dog sorted whatever your whatever the dog's problem might be mm. so i'd probably encourage them to come in and uh if they had a particular issue they wanted you to try and help with, I'd be saying like once a week. Um, I've 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 done it for some three days in a, on a, on a trot, mm-hmm. and then a week later, and then it's then it's got less and less. But with your groom clients, you might want to, if they were, if you're looking to add it as an an, an additional service, you might want to add it as part of that groom and elongate the groom, but charge them extra for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and therefore, every time they're coming in for a groom, they're getting a session, if that makes sense. Or you might, as a groomer, you might say, well, I'm going to make a Friday. Just picking a day here. Reiki day. So then you book clients in then 20-minute slots throughout the day, if that's going to work in your in yeah. your, um, in your your business. It's very much go with the flow and test it. It's literally go with the flow, the flow of energy, to be honest literally or you make it part of the pamper like you know like like you like you've um is it paula who said was it uh jill jill sorry sorry jill so jill said you make that you know part of a pamper session and include some other other stuff yeah pet the dog's nails or whatever you're going to do with it you know to make it make it the pamper (laughs) so alison said uh, i did the attunement and had success with one dog uh, but not sure if I'm doing it right or doing it for long enough. Um, I think I think you 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 feel it working, don't you? By the sounds of it, yeah, you can do. But just because you don't feel anything yourself doesn't necessarily mean that that's not being felt by the dog. Okay. So, Alison, try it on yourself because uh, it's not just for dogs. So, try it on yourself. Um, 
try it on uh, the people around you, uh, people around you, and get their feedback. Because just because you're not feeling something doesn't mean that they're not. And that would probably um, reconfirm or reassure you that it's it's yeah. there and it's working and you've, you've still got it. Can you be reattuned? You can be. You don't have to be, but you can mm -hmm. be. So I've had some people who... Her, who perhaps trained in Reiki, perhaps not with myself, but somebody else like yonks ago. And they said, I want to get back into it. Um, but I've already been attuned to level one. Do I have to do it again? My answer is always, no, you don't. It would be um, a falsehood for me to say that you do. And I, I know I'm genuine not to operate like that. Mm -hmm. But they say, well, I'd want to. I say, okay, then that's cool. So I would happily do it again for them, but, the, but you don't have to. I've been attuned at Reiki level two twice, actually, by different people. Not because I had to, but um, somebody had said, oh, come on my course, mom. Come on, Rob. Come on, come on, come on. This is like years and years and years ago. So I did. But so I was attuned a second time at level two. Alison just said it makes her feel sick if she does it on herself. You heard of that? No. 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 <laughs> Try on other people, see if they can make... See if it helps then. Well, may, well, well, maybe, and I'm not diagnosing here, Alison, but maybe you need the Reiki. Mm. It's a holistic therapy. So, you know, I said about trauma. I'm not, I'm not, this is not aimed at you, Alison. This is just a general, general observation, general comment. But when people have you know, trauma and they pack it down, pack it down, pack it down, it's got to come out. So if you're giving Reiki to, to anybody, it's a holistic therapy, and you can start to release some of that. Mm. Part of my language, crap that we've packed down. All the crap we've packed down, it's got to come out. And yeah. so uh, any any kind of holistic therapy, not just Reiki, reflexology or Indian head massage, anything that's a holistic kind of therapy can start to release some of those body toxins that have been trapped in the body. I certainly, it certainly was never um, mentioned when I went through any sort of counselling and stuff like that. I suppose it's, that's where the, the two worlds collide, maybe, but... It was there's something that I've never heard of, so it's something I've learned. What about stuff we packed down? I mean, that well, using Reiki to help you with um getting over trauma, traumatic, right, okay, traumatic experience, yeah, yeah, yeah. experiences. I've, did, I've done counseling and EMDR and, and stuff like that, but none of that it was never suggested to go and find um holistic therapies to complement it. Well, in a way, I'd call counseling a holistic therapy. Because it's a it's a talking therapy, and talking can help. When in fact, you know, I I know from people who've had counselling, and I know from my from my training is that mm. is that when you talk to somebody, uh, and that's what counselling basically is. It's it's not coaching. It's it's getting them to to um, open up in a way about stuff that might that they might not even realise is is the cause of their situation so that can make people upset that can you know i've i've given reiki to people and they've started to cry mm. and they go oh, i don't know why i'm crying i've had people i've done i've done training for uh training with i mean and during their attunement they can cry i don't mean like this destitute on the floor i mean they just have tears and they get and they say i don't know why i'm crying i'm not unhappy but it's a release. Yeah. And so I know from my counselling that you always have a box of tissues. Oh, yeah. 
because it it brings stuff to the surface and that's what whole litmus test in in my in my view it's very similar mm. so let's wrap it up let's um just go through your offers again so you've got your your live course courses uh 150 was that right live course sunday june 26 in bridge north in shropshire which is where i am sat right now where i live Ten places. so again 10 places 10 places yeah um i've just booked it uh today and um there's only nine places left now one's gone because i've already spoken to somebody who wants to <laughs> who wants to take a place um home learning i've got an offer bill go for it i've got an offer uh with a it's a 20 percent discount code wow and the uh so you need to go onto my website robfellowsreiki.com now this is off the video um the video learning version of reiki for dog groomers mm -hmm. when anybody goes on there they'll see there's a basic package and then there's the home learning package and with the discount i think it comes out it, it actually comes out cheaper with the discount to buy the video learning anyway to be honest so you'd be a bit daft to buy the basic one to be truthful with, the, with this offer and you need to put a, uh, a discount code in which funnily enough is bill 20. awesome bill 20. 20 you're after, after your age bill <laughs> it is a, a um because obviously this will be watched back by people is there an expiry date for yes the, yes for yeah it's 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 live now and it mm. runs out midnight sunday okay so i've given strike people while the iron is hot strike while the iron is hot indeed so i've given people a chance to have a few days i know that it goes some people might watch it on catch up or now tv or whatever whatever it might be oh <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah all the people that bared with us to the end are now benefiting from from listening to the discount but we'll Thanks. put the um we'll put the details in, in yeah the I, I i don't i don't mind i'm not too and, and that that's for anybody in the world you know it doesn't matter where so just give you an idea what the prices are shall i that just helps mm. actually i think so uh i've had to work it out though on a bit of paper down here because i can't couldn't work it out. So the normal price of this course, um, yeah. this video learning, is £199 sterling. Mm -hmm. So, with, so the, the discount is £39.80, bringing it down to £159.20. That's Reiki level one. Mm -hmm. Now, what's what? And anybody who enrolls on that um, is automatically offered Reiki level two at a 50% discount. Wow. Um, the level two is slightly more money anyway, but it's a 50% discount. So that brings the that makes the level two £124 50p, making a total of £283 70p. And you can either buy in sterling or in US dollars. Quite a lot of my students are from the us so i'm sorry for the lady who's from canada it's us dollars not canadian dollars sorry i'm sure you can sort that out if need but be. you buy it well you buy it in whichever currency you you prefer yeah. um so the offer is applicable to the sterling price or the us dollar price so basically what that means is for less than 300 quid 
someone can go from point zero to Reiki practitioner, i.e. level one and level two. Mm-hmm. And not only have they got an amazing amount of training, they've got this great skill that lasts them forever. Plus they've got a tool in the toolbox to help them with their work, to help the dogs and to generate extra income into the business. And to help in general life as well. And help themselves and help their loved ones. And it's, you know, it's not just for the dogs. Yeah, absolutely. And how, how long would it take someone if they signed up tonight? How long would you, obviously they've got to book in that attunement call with you, but how long would the course generally take people? Well, it, it takes as long as it takes somebody to get practicing, basically. So let's say that somebody enrolled uh, this evening, they, they get access to my diary, they could book an attunement probably for tomorrow evening. I think I've got um, an 18 hour time time gap so that nobody so somebody can't book it at three o'clock in the morning and want their achievement at seven and i don't even know about it so i've got a slight time lag they get access then to my diary they get access to download the manual they get access to the videos they start watching those their achievement could take as take place as soon as you know 24 hours from now that they'd be attuned at reiki level one they've already purchased the level two if they take up the offer then I tend to suggest that they wait three or four weeks before booking the level two because they're going to get some practice in at hands-on Reiki before they move on to Reiki level two. Otherwise, they start there's too much learning to do in one in one hit. So from now, say in, in a month's time, they could be a Reiki practitioner, loads of training, loads of skills, loads of new, you know, loads of practice done. I know where they go. Very good. Uh, and we just have one sneaky question, just as we're wrapping up from Nikki. Say hello, Nikki Brady, Bradley. Sorry. Hello, Nikki. Uh, have you got your master's dates yet? Um, you missed one last week, uh, Nikki. But I've... <laughs> However, um Reiki Masters, you, you can either do that as a, as a home learning version. I'm not suggesting you want to do that, Nikki, but anybody can who's, who's um, but you have to do level, level, you have to have done level one to do level two and level two before you can do a master. But Nikki, I've had somebody um, uh, ask me today for a new date for Reiki Master. So I'm going to be sorting out a date. And now you've, you put your head above the parapet. I'll contact you, Nikki, when I've got a date. Very good. Well, Rob, it's been uh, awesome to talk to you. And we've spoken before, but I've learned so much more about what you do and what you offer and how it can um, can help. Sandra's just nipped in for another question. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, do you have to buy both levels by Sunday for the offers? Uh, no. The fifty percent comes with level once you yeah. So by if you if you, but you must buy both at the same time to get the offer. One time offer right. at the fifty percent. Yeah. So let's say that uh, Sandra, you decide not to not to take advantage of the twenty percent discount now using Bill Twenty, but it makes sense to do so, I guess. But if you then decide not to go for level two at that point, then you'll have to pay full price next time. Mm. So getting both booked in. It's like trying to encourage you to take both at the same time. Yeah. However, if you bought the level one 
next week without the without the bill 20 discount you'd still get you'd still get it at half price because that 50 percent is linked to buying the level one yeah, so, so that it, makes sense it does, it does make sense but you, i'll let you write up all of the uh all the blurb on the on the facebook page after, after okay so, i'll do that that'll be easier for you to do i'll do that yeah <laughs> excellent well thank you for joining us and um i said it'd be a long one <laughs> well thank you for your time i appreciate it I've, I've spoken way too long haven't i sorry where where can people um catch up with you next what's the next show that you're going to uh great british grooming show in bolton nice. this month this month yep yeah, 28 I days it- i think i I saw it advertised. Is it 28th and 29th? I'm not sure of the dates, but I think David said it was 28 days to go or something like oh, that. Oh, 28 days to go. No, yeah. that can't be right. Hang on, I'll tell you. Bear with me. It is, yeah, 28th and 29th of May. Excellent. Are you speaking or you just got the stand? I'm speaking both days, I believe. All right, so make sure you go and see Rob and uh, find out more about his healing hands. I'll be there with my hands, my healing hands. I'll be there. <laughs> Billy, are you there? Um, no, we're not there this this year. Um, we've got uh, school holidays around then. So, oh, okay. So, and then the next one that we're at is, or I say we, me and Vicky, are yeah. at Groovefest. Groovefest, okay, cool. So we'll see you on the circuit. That's September, yeah? The circuit on the circuit. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Rob. It's been really okay. I've enjoyed it. Thank you, Bill. Appreciate your time. about it. And okay. uh, people are saying thank you as well. So. Cheers. All right. Bye for now. <laughs>